welcome back to the TNG Golfcast. And we are finally back. We've had a few weeks off because we've been too busy, unfortunately, and about with illness and everything else. You know, all the normal things you expect from us. But as always, <laughs> I'm here with my co-host, Gareth. How are we doing, buddy? Uh, but what's for weird, to be fair, mate. Well, um, like that's unwell. <laughs> like yourself, man. But yeah, missed a few weeks. Uh, glad to be back. Uh, how you been? <laughs> yeah. Back to square one. Uh, where were we last time? I was going to play golf, wasn't I? Yes, the plan was to go and play... Octorada. Octorada. In a works game. Golf yeah. game. Yeah. Did two weeks of ice baths to make sure that my back would be, you know, as little inflammation in it as possible. It did well for five holes. And that was me. Yeah. So we've... We've been to the medical professionals and we're waiting to hear back from the neurosurgeon if they're finally going to listen to my pleas of do something to fix this fucking issue. Yeah. So I just want rid of the pain now. So. It's been going on too long, mate, to be fair. It's the fact that you, as well as myself, I'll come on to me as well, but we've decided that the Opens that we said we're going to play a four. No, I'm not golfing for the rest of <clears throat> the year. I think is probably a, a, a definite. Yeah, we'll see about next start of next year. Um, it all depends on what if I can actually get anywhere with these consultants about my back. So. See, be honest, see, like this is happened to you before. You took um what, an eight month period out of the game. Yeah, like that, that was just with depression of the game. Yeah. Like, it just. I, but again, that's what I mean. I'm getting my point. I'm getting to me is basically the fact that you know, it's out with your hands that you can't go and play. But you're kind of you're not okay with it. But you're you're settling with right. I can't play. Don't look forward to playing any events and like or even be a club. Just kind of you know yourself. You're done for the rest of this year. Yeah, kind of like, do a bit of rehab. Get some. I know my golf is never going to be something I earn money from, and it's no. not. And maybe in my younger years, I was too. Not trying to make it professional because I, I think I knew early on that was never going to be the case. I was never good enough as a kid. But I took it way too serious. I yeah. was trying to hit shots closer to the to the flag than pros would even be thinking of doing. So it was just, I got it, it got too serious in my head. The more my handicap got lower, and I got that was the point when I took that eight month period away from the game. Managed to get myself my head sorted out and be realistic in yeah. what I wanted from the game. Yeah. So now I play the game to play it for fun. I like the competitive edge of it. I like playing my club matches, whether it's against other clubs or even club events within the game or even going out around the country and playing opens and playing fun, competitive bounce games with mates. The problem I have now is I can't play, well, at the moment I can't play 18 holes of golf anyway. It's just too sore. But I'm not going to persevere and push through that because it's not fun for me anymore. Yeah. And I'm not going to go back to it until I can be sure that I can. Yeah, so <clears throat> being like being that sort of mindset will save you from going back to that depressive sort of state of mind as well. So yeah, I mean, I'll, I I'll know, take my like, heart off you. I'm missing it. Of course you are. Of course you are, mate. But I mean, but, to save that happening again, I take my heart off you, mate. Bonus. The bonus this time round is I've got my wee man. So yeah, I've got obviously a very loving and supportive wife who's understanding because she plays golf and obviously with the wee man coming on the scene we both knew our golf would take a dive anyway and I think she's had one round in three years <laughs> three and a half two and a half years three years she yeah, it's one, been a while, she's eh? had one round I've now 
managed to crock up, I think, in that two-year period, three rounds and five holes. <laughs> it's just so we both knew the golf was going to take a hit from the wee man coming on the scene, which was fine because we took the the decision to have the wee man. So that's not a problem. That was our it was fully in uh, understanding. But yeah, it's it's just been far less golf than I anticipated. Yeah, <clears throat> I feel for you, mate. Um, I do feel for you. I know how much it means to you playing a game of golf. Like you said, you're not making money from it. You're just going out and wanting to enjoy yourself as an amateur. You're at a decent level. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is one of those things. Like for most amateurs, it's a break away from the mundane of life. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Talking with your wife, though, she is getting a game soon. Thank God. Finally, she's getting a game of golf, man. <laughs> You're having a sub in, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I got <laughs> the message last week, yeah. We were meant to be playing a mixed pairs. Uh, up at Anstruther cracking nine hole golf course um, the Rockies as it's probably more known popularly known as it looks beautiful it is a great golf course I've yeah. played it a few times with her because obviously her parents are in that area in Anstruther put me in radar so yeah we were going to be playing the mixed pairs up there and obviously I'm not playing golf so you're filling in <laughs> I think I jumped at this too quick. <laughs> to be fair, man. Um, like, I'm not sure if I'm going to go and caddy for her yet. I'll just leave the two years to it. <laughs> I might just caddy for her. If I haven't heard from you for six hours, I'll just send out the police. <laughs> oh, mate. It's, um, yeah, I'm happy to do it. I mean, <clears throat> the fact that Alien's getting a game. Yeah. So that's her name, by the way. It's dropped in there. Sorry. Yeah, I'm sure I've said it in previous episodes. Uh, she's getting a game finally. And um, it's been hard. So I keep offering her to come and have a game with me. Uh, both as yeah, well. She's getting time. She's getting time. Yeah, she's got like work commitments and that as well. She was self-employed. Yeah, now she's full time employment elsewhere. So no, yeah. I mean she's got the baby and all as well, man. It's just crazy. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go down and have fun. Well, that's my thinking. Cause see, my golf game at the minute mate, is a fucking disaster. Like I, I think I played. Was it two weeks ago? I last played. Maybe, maybe it was a week ago. Maybe. Player both <coughs> conditions were nothing out of the ordinary. It means windy, um, bit of rain, bit of hailstone, kind of typical Scottish summer. <laughs> um, and it got to the point where, unfortunately, we were coming down the second hole and uh, the PGA head professional, Mr Craig Knowles, was heading up because it was a junior golf event that day. And <coughs> as he was walking up, I teed off second hole driver in hand you'd think it was a pitching wedge right off the top oh mate Craig then walks past have a wee quick chat he says that's not your driver is it I was like yeah he said no it's not no that's my driver he's like ok enjoy your own mate like, cheers Craig see you later on man I got to that point we got to the 10th hole mate we walked off Um I was I mean me and golf at the very start, my temper got the better of me, brother, and we know us. Slapping golf clubs, fucking shouting, screaming like an idiot, all the rest of it. Over the last year, few years, I've like calmed it all down, put things behind me, but I felt myself getting to that boiling point now. And my playing partner, who's probably got the same sort of temperament as me, was uh, like very quiet. Remaining <laughs> sort of two or three holes, I thought it was a matter of you. I don't want to talk to you, I'm sorry, okay. So I was pissing him off basically as well. It was getting that bad, eh? so but I thought before I do something, I'm going to regret either lose a friend <laughs> or lose some golf clubs. Yeah, it's time we just uh, walk it in because it just wasn't getting better. 
there's no point in punishing yourself, is there? You know what I mean? No. It's, I would say the one positive out of that is you manage to recognise it and obviously act upon it. But I've been on both sides of that fence where I've been the uh, the unpleasant person to be around and it does bring down the atmosphere the yeah. rest. For what? I've been you on the mean? other receiving end where it's been in a group <coughs> and someone's having a mare and and it's, it is hard to focus on your own golf yeah. because it just... It just brings down the mood. Yeah, it was definitely well, starting yeah. to affect him, yeah. It, yeah. It, it happens. Yeah, so I'm kind of... I'm looking forward to the, the mixed pairs with your wife. I'm looking forward to playing Ancelor more than anything. I've seen it a lot. <clears throat> if you watch a lot of golf YouTube stuff, you'll see that certain... You'll enjoy the par 3 fifth. Yes. <laughs> For those of us who can't see oh, my face man. right now, which is everyone, there was a um, bemused amount of sarcasm there. Because... Is well, was it 2005? I think it was voted the hardest par three in the country. That fucking looks up, and I think it still lives up to it. And again, like Gareth uh, indicated, for anyone who watches a fair amount of YouTube golf, there's been big names have gone up and played there, and every one of them has had fun on that hole. <laughs> I mean, <coughs> the course itself obviously is picturesque, but the, the challenges are there as well. Oh, so yeah. I'm looking forward to the big time. Eh? That's one tick off the bucket list. Plus, get your wife in for a game, man. She's dying to play. You know what Aye. I mean? So, she's, she's that's needing, the reason. She's needing to get out and play yeah. again. She played, I think it was in May, she was over in Ireland for a family wedding. So, she managed to get out for a round with her dad um, around another very nice nine-hole golf course called Crutch. Crutch Island, um, which we played previously while we were over there on holiday. And, yeah, so, she's lacking in golf at the moment, so she needs any excuse to get out. So, it's yeah. good. No, I'm happy to help out, mate. I'm happy to help out. Right, shall we have a recap then of what we've missed? We've missed a lot, haven't we? This last few weeks, mate. Yeah, yeah so standouts for me, I mean, obviously, fresh in the mind, it was only last week, Mr. Carmen Smith winning the Centurion, uh, and the four races took the team back today, which I wasn't expecting. But, yeah, the way the scoring went, the way the, play, the players played, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting, yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted to see a bit more of the Centurion than I managed to. Um just with work and other things but Cam Smith winning on British soil again is that an omen for next week well or this week coming could be could be but yeah his last two wins are on British soil yeah so uh, nice little bit of momentum for him see what happens but my, my standout was Ricky Fowler finally yes. getting back in the winner's circle yeah. after coming so close at the uh, US Open so <sighs> finally yeah <laughs> you see us why I'll come on to later on, but he's he might feature heavily in my pick, even though I've already made the pick earlier on. But you know, I'll go back to that anyway. But but uh, I, I mean, I think if you didn't watch the live broadcast, you still would have seen a lot online, Instagram especially, because the amount of creators that were invited down this time round yeah, to get involved. I mean, like so, the one of my favourite Instagram accounts, flushing it, yeah. was they were at the Spanish one as well. The Valderrama, the world, yeah. yeah, as well as uh, the Centurion. So, yeah, there was a lot of social media yeah. coverage of it. Definitely, Olivia Cook was down there as well, tearing up. I mean, Rick Shields was down there. Obviously, he did a, a, a podcast at the start of last week talking about his experience of it and that as well. I mean, <clears throat> they tried to make it as inclusive as they can, and they did a good job again by the looks of it. Eh? I mean, we didn't get an invite. I don't know why. It's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, like we were going to be able to go. Nursing the cold. Oh, I'm still going. I'm still going. It's not even that. It's just 
<laughs> can I get the time off work? No, uh, okay. Sorry, Liv, I can't make it this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting, mate. Um, Sepp Strucker. Now, I watched the final day of this, majority of the, the podcast. The John Deere. The John Deere. Mate, he pretty much just fucking dominated for four days. I mean, <clears throat> not an event. Who else was in the field? Because I'll be honest. I saw, Calvin Young. I saw none of this. He was there. Um, yeah, it's just too long to pause. That'd be. That's far too long to pause. To now, no, think. I'm not taking away from Stracker. <laughs> like, he's a, it wasn't he's a great good, field, let's be honest. He's a great golfer. Yeah. He's Austrian, isn't he? Yes. Um, but yeah, he's obviously a deserving winner if he's dominated for four days. Great. Yeah. But it wasn't a competition that I would jump to make sure I see any of it. Again, one of those ones I had time to do it, I put the golf on. Far too many of them on the PGA Tour at the moment. Well, that's... Yeah. There's a lot. We've touched on it before briefly, and I mean, but... This whole new era where golf is coming in, this is going to confuse a lot of people, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, there's been a bit more, obviously, starting to surface out of that. I'm not really wanting to touch on too much of it because there's still too much that we don't know. Does the, deal's, the deal's not finalised. No. <clears throat> so. But yeah, uh, other news, that same weekend, obviously, one of the Hoygaard brothers comes of a win. Rasmus, yeah. He wanted the uh, Made in Hammerland event, the first day to win that event as well. I was happy about that. Yes, yeah. We, we are big I, fans of the both of them. Eh? Yeah, but yeah. I watched the playoff and his, his last round, he, yeah. was, he was on it, like, yeah. so it was good. It took them six playoff holes. Yeah. So, and it was, they parred it, first five times they parred it, and then I'm going to do myself and this guy a disservice because I can't remember who the hell it was he was playing. Can you? No. <laughs> Quality. No one ever remembers who finishes second, <laughs> folks. Um, so, obviously, they were going down the, the sixth playoff hole, and he made a double bogey. So, it was it genuinely came down to who was going to make the first error. Yeah. Yeah. So, As usually does. As usually does, mate. But Hoygaard has now been in three playoffs, and he's won all three. Such a good player. Off the team, eh? He's so good, man. And he's not as good as his brother off the No, team. that's the thing. Nikolai's huge off the <laughs> That's team. mental, man. Yeah. So, yeah. obviously, we'll see uh, Mr. Rosmus attending this week. At the um, Open, yeah. Looking forward to that. And, um, uh, quick snap towards the women's game. You had Michelle Wee played her final ever professional event in the uh, Women's US Open. She was a big figure, wasn't she? She was the she she was touted as the female Tiger Woods yeah. at the time, wasn't yeah. it? Um, because she was so young when she came into the game, but obviously out of golf for life commitments, yeah. just took priority. Yeah, fair play to her. I mean, Rose Zhang, the new up and comer on the scene, has now been touted as the new Michelle Wee. You know what I mean? It's, it's just kind yeah, of, there was one in between them that was, was it, she was Tiger's cousin or niece or something like that i can't remember what her name is now but she she's got some form of relation to tiger woods right um and she was meant to be the big thing but she faded away as well yeah. so brutal, but... i'm not i'm not a big fan of trying to put these comparisons on no no i think the only real thing you should ever put comparisons on is final tournament wins yeah so that's yeah. where the competition always is going to be yeah jack and tiger you know what i mean well, yeah, yeah. So Charlie yeah. Hill came close. Oh, the US so Open. Close. Yeah, so close, man. She lost out to uh, Alison Gurpuz. Yeah. Or Gurpuz. Sorry if I butchered that, as we normally fucking do on this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, 
good finish. Um, looking positive. She's always one you keep an eye on. Charlie, oh, Charlie yeah. Yeah, well, obviously the British contingent and all the rest of it, but... She kind of almost falls into that category of, because of how good she is, yeah. of being a little bit underwhelming. Like, she's she's not won as much as she should, really. But that's, that's a good one, yeah. All right. So, but it's... I think in the last couple of years, she's maybe put a bit more focus on on her golf yeah. in terms of what she wants to get out of it and she seems to be up there a lot of the time so only hope it continues and she gets a few more wins yeah fingers crossed yeah <laughs> what are you laughing at now because I know what's coming next <laughs> wait what have you put in the notes <laughs> the big breaking news oh fuck's sake you want me to cover this big breaking news okay and here it is folks the big breaking news this year's open at Hoylake Tiger Woods won't be there. <gasps> Spoiler, I don't know, we sort of... <laughs> but yeah, anyway. <laughs> More like... <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So yeah, yeah, he's still in recovery. Shock fucking horror, man. This is what every... It's Tiger Woods, we know. But come on the fuck. Like, he's just... He's not playing the rest of the year. You're more, you're more likely to see Zalatoras before you see Tiger. He's on the mend though. He's doing well. I suppose he's back chopping. Good news. Really good news. I'm happy to read that. Eh? But well, yeah. Why? Because you can pick him next year. <laughs> yeah. <ages. laughs> actually make, my pick might come through me this time instead of fucking... Oh, that was a disaster. <clears throat> but yeah, he's no playing. Go over it. We'll see him. We're not going to see him open again. No. Definitely not. I've come, I've come to terms with that. Everybody oh, else no, should. I think you'll see him open again. I think he'll come over for one. I think so. It's a true next year. True next year. I mean, it's a Burtdale. That's been confirmed, isn't it? Burtdale's a 26. I can see him trying to make true. You think so? Yeah. But, the farewell of St Andrews, man, St Andrews, as he's said over and over again, how much that place means to him, how much he loves it, is true on a level to come back from being lost. Because potentially the next time is going to be in St Andrews. I'm just biased. If you're going to give up, and if you're going to retire from the Open, you might as well do it at, at, in Scotland. Yeah, but surely you'd be doing it at St Andrews. Yeah, but he's not going to be able to golf. He's not going to be able to walk in five years if That's he keeps a, doing will be, what, 52 so. or something like that next time it comes to St Andrews. So. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens, mate. I just don't see him playing the Open myself, personally. He'll be at the Masters next year, no doubt. That'll give him a good, what, nine, eight, well, nine, ten months recovery time. Something like that. Yeah, I'm kind of at the point now where this... It was like the news, was it yesterday it was announced that Lionel Messi is now signed for Inter Miami. I'm like, yeah. and? I'm over it now. He's yeah. past his, he's past that time now. That This is him and Ronaldo going off to Saudi Arabia and in America. That's yeah. their <coughs> retirement plan now. So no. let's move on with the rest of the game. Yeah. Oh, I could have got into it there. Oh, football. That was good Anyway. <laughs> I could have got into it there, but no. Anyway. I'm going to let you talk about the next bit. Yeah, so basically, it's not that we've missed it in the last week, it's only came out of the last week, but the uh, latest news regarding the, the merger between the PGA, DP World Tour and the PIF, this crucial no-poaching clause was discussed in the uh, Senate, basically, last week. Um, 
That was news, I don't know, but it is. So, basically, the PGA Tour's framework deal with the Saudi Public Investment Fund has been dropped in response to the US Justice Department's inquiry into the merger. Now, the no posting clause has been removed from the agreement, and the PGA Tour insisting that the spirit of it will remain as both parties negotiate in good faith towards a final deal. So, the framework agreement, like this framework agreement, I hate that statement, I'm fucking sick of it now, eh? The framework agreement sets the stage for an exciting future for professional golf that re-establishes competition at the highest levels of the sport and creates the biggest stage for everybody, players, sponsors and fans. Right, Gus? So we know no more. There's no, there's no more. Like, every sport and tabloid was jumping on this. Alright, fair enough, it's worthy of being news. At the it's, same time, it's given us no more. But no, no more. Like you're saying, this whole poaching clause. I didn't know there was a poaching clause. In this whole agreement between all, all the parties involved, it's crazy, man. But that's all we know so far. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> Rory McIlroy got asked the question on day was it through the week at the Scottish Open. This was because it was mentioned that Tiger and Rory would have <sighs> teams captains. Would you make of that? Don't care. Like the, the smell of desperation is fucking unbelievable. Eh? Like Rory's been against Live from day one. Tiger's been silent, bar maybe a couple of things from day one. And the proposal they put forward, this was leaked obviously during the Senate meeting. Well, after the meeting, sorry, with Congress, basically, it was leaked that. Rory McIlroy and Tiger would be offered the chance to take control of their own team. And each of them could play 10 events a year on the live turn schedule. Like, why would you even ask that question? Why would you even offer it to, especially Rory? That makes no sense, mate. And obviously his response when he was asked at the start of the week was, I would rather retire than play or join live. Which isn't fucking... (laughs) Isn't out as well, sort of comment from Rory, but you know what I mean? It's like, why? Why be so desperate? You know what I mean? It's crazy, man. Yeah. But the expected response was given by Rory um, when he was asked, and uh, also contained proposals that Mr. Greg Norman should be removed from his post. That was more on the PGA side of things, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But all this information came out in the wash basically because like I mean I'm starting to feel for Greg Norman now eh? but I think he's finally doing the right thing and that's keeping stim yeah let let the tour speak for itself now obviously he's still talking when it's at a live event because again I've seen a few things on social media from certain accounts that were there that obviously spoke to yeah higher ups and and the likes of Greg and they're they're ploughing forward with their plans for where they're wanting to do in the years to come, going to new countries that they've not been to before, obviously taking it across to the likes of Ireland and stuff like this. So they're, in my mind, they're just, right, we'll keep doing what we're doing and let PIF and PGA and DP World sort themselves out. Yeah. So. I don't know, just the, the fact, I mean, you, I gave you, he's doing the right thing, bye. For Staying once. quiet. For, he's for never. He, he was, yeah. He's not short of uh, yeah. in his mouth. 
but it's just it's, it's weird. It's not like I don't I don't know if I'm, I'm looking at it too negatively, but the fact that we've not heard from him or seen him, he obviously was at Centurion last week. He was not he was seen down there, kind of interacting with the fans and the players and all the rest of it. But it feels weird not hearing from him regarding this massive news. I mean, the the rumours been going about that he's getting canned for the last what three four weeks, six weeks maybe since the whole thing happened. And it's like, right, something's not right here. Greg Norman's staying quiet. And I'm starting to feel for him. I mean, I don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. The way I look at it, even regardless of how much the PGA Tour want to get rid of him for whatever reason, because they obviously severely dislike him because of the, obviously, the animosity between the two over yeah, the last yeah, couple yeah. of decades. The way I look at it, at the end of the day, Piff are going to be putting in a substantial amount of money into this merger and it is going to benefit the PGA Tour. Yeah. With that is going to come some swing of opinion. So if if the PGA and it be Jay Monaghan, if somehow he still manages to stay in charge, go, we want Greg gone from live, Piff can turn around and say, <coughs> nah, it's not happening or I'll pull the money. Then it won't happen. Yeah. Because the PJ Tour have already proven that if Piff decided to go pull out of this and go straight back to live and fully fund live and everything else, the PJ were going down the fucking not down the shitter, but they were in severe. Don't fall, they were in severe yeah. trouble. So they need Piff probably more than they want to let on, and more than they want to admit to the world because they need that money. So well, they need with, Piff more than Piff need them. Yeah. That's, with that's that comes, like I say, the uh, overriding opinion of if Piff wants something to happen, it'll happen. Yeah. I mean, the fuckers get thrown about. It might be narrow-minded on my point of view, and but that's how I see this going forward. I think if Liv isn't is left untouched, or is incorporated in aspects to the wider tours and this merger. I can see Jay Monaghan going before I see Greg Norman going. Ooh. I like that. I do like that. Because yeah. Piff don't need to. Piff don't need Jay in charge of PGA to do. They just need him in charge now to get the deal done. Yeah. Once it's all under one umbrella, it's realistically it, again, just because of how cynical I am and money talks, it's Piff show. Oh yeah. They'll yeah. put who they want in place. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, imagine that Jay Monaghan removed and replaced by Greg Norman. Oof. Well, I'm not saying that. I know I've said it in the past as a joke. <laughs> That's a nice I said thought. It, I said it, I would love to see it just because it would piss Jay Monaghan off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially if it was... You remember the scene in Batman Begins when Morgan Freeman's character's already been sacked and then he comes back and the guy... Didn't you get the memo? Yeah. Do you know how funny it would fucking be if it was a, meet, a board meeting and Jay Monaghan walks in and Greg Norman's at the table already and just goes, did you not get the memo? <laughs> yeah. Now that would be fucking hilarious oh, to see. Oh, God. But I don't foresee it happening. Oh, man. It's a dream, is it? It's a dream of ours. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Talking to Monaghan, he's back to work as of uh, Monday. Good to see he's on the mend. Like, we do talk shit about him, but obviously health. But don't get involved with fucking turning him for that. So he's back in the fucking business. Um, like to think next couple of weeks what haven't been back in post. You start hearing more and more, but I mean, it's just it's starting to drag on a wee bit, yeah. 
mean, the, the framework title is still getting thrown about. But, we... We know no more now than we did when it was first announced. Well, so, I mean, she's putting this episode together. little bits and pieces, but that's it. Yeah. So, that's yeah, I'm, I'm not getting too involved in it until no. I get a concrete contract agreement that you can read through and go, okay, interesting, or... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all that. speculation, though. Isn't it? Basically, if, you've been, if you are a fan of YouTube golf... The last sort of few weeks, you would have seen a certain Majestics captain floating about on certain channels. He's been on with Rick Shields doing a podcast. Yeah, I'd watched them tonight, actually. They played uh, around, didn't they? Well, Westie, um, with Tubes from well, Soccer AM, his golf Rick, channel. Rick Shields has also played they play around, yeah. Pilter in that. He gets a potential challenge, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did ask the questions on the podcast, either out on course, like, to, what's your view on this and that? And both Westie and Porter were saying, look, we know as much as you do. But they both always, they all live players seem to be confident that Liv's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. Like, we're all, we're all in the same boat, the minute, but one thing I will say about after watching, I mean, I've been a big fan of Polter for years anyway, but see, getting to see him in this day and age, interacting with like, certain creators and that, he's still so good, mate. Like, on camera, chatting. He's brilliant. All of them, but yeah, it's always been a personality. Yeah, he's amazing. Eh? His golf game at times, oh, that's, that's at times has been yeah. very good, and at times it's been absolutely atrocious. Yeah, for at, at pro level, don't get me wrong, he still would have wiped the floor with almost most amateurs. Yeah, but he's what's gotten Pilter always by has been his personality, whether mm. it's been the wacky clothes or the the fact that he <clears> can come away with some funny one liners or get involved in the jokes off off camera and stuff like that. Um. All the little skits that the European tour used to do went on YouTube. Yeah, they were good. So he's always yeah. been a, a character, and that was obviously always heightened when it came to Ryder Cup time because then he really was a fucking character. Yeah, that's what he kept there last of it as well. You seen the you seen the devastation on his face, man. How passionate he is about that that event. But he he loves the Ryder Cup more than any other event in golf. The team aspect is the main thing for him. Um, he talked about it on Rick Shields podcast the fact that he, he does miss. Everybody. That's the main thing that he misses is the players, eh? The interactions, the friendships, the relationships, all the rest of it. And it's sad, man. You know what I mean? The the players are missing out. I mean, obviously we heard the news a little week that Sergio and Rory have reconciled. Well, I was about to say that. You know yeah, what I mean? It was interesting to hear that Sergio said after the US Open that he felt like he'd regained a friend. Yeah. But, right, fair enough. Nice to hear, isn't it? You know what I mean? It's nice yeah. to hear that I just start finally starting to get patched up. You know what I mean? Which, after the Masters, the way that everything sort of transpired with these players mixing again on the driving range yeah. and then going out for practice rounds, you saw McElroy and Kepka going out for practice rounds and stuff like that. And the way that the media started to portray it, you thought, okay, it, this is how it mends anyways through the majors. And then the merger talk happened and it all yeah. just kicked off again. But, like I say, we shall see what happens when the agreement is finally come to fruition but that'll be god knows how long yeah so shall we get on to the scottish open oh mate i miss so much of this but yeah i'm i'm, I'm, I'm actually brought, pissed I off kleenex so that i don't start crying well i'm pissed off i missed the first three days well i'll tell you i watched bits on day one watched bits on day three and then i caught the last sort of nine holes of like, See, i missed top all 15. of day one two and three yeah 
and you were not well. No, I wasn't. <laughs> you were not capable of watching anything. No. <laughs> Thursday I was working, and <coughs> I completely forgot to turn on the TV when I got home. Effectively, to watch any of it and didn't catch the highlights. Friday I was fucked. Had to come home off work on the sick because I was throwing my guts up on the train. And then I was in my bed from 11 o'clock in the morning when I got back from work in a taxi till quarter four Saturday afternoon. So Fucking hell. And this was obviously intermittent runs to the toilet. Yeah. In between was the only reason why I got out of bed. So yeah, I was completely golf just passed me by. Woke up today, finally, having not been able to th- <laughs> evacuate my stomach for about a 12-hour period. 18-hour period. But finally feeling like I could be myself again. Yeah. Managed to watch the majority of day four from the comfort of my sofa. So I saw quite a bit of today's golf, and I thoroughly enjoyed it yeah. until the last 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm devastated. I'll say it now, because I give him a fair amount of fucking stick and dog's abuse. Credit where credit's due. Congratulations, Rory McIlroy, on a very successful win. First win in Scotland. First player to do the Scottish Open, Irish Open and the Open. So, all great records. More impressive was how he handled the conditions today Oof. because I don't class him as a great win player. No. Considering how he used to be when he was younger, coming from Ireland and links yeah. based, and obviously with that comes wind. He changed his game to suit the American style and, it, and has since struggled in windy conditions. Yeah. Even if it is windy over in the States, he does tend to struggle a bit more in the wind, in my opinion, because he hits such a high ball flight. But he handled today's conditions as well as anyone out there. It didn't obviously blow the the course apart. He finished, what was it, two, two under? Two under, yeah. So, still under par, so it was still good. But not with the likes of Bob and... Tuttle. Tyrrell, who were four, five and six under at times and stuff like that. So, but he did what he needed to do. Steady golf, mate. And to finish birdie birdie on that oh, golf course. Fucking hell, mate. And he should have really finished birdie 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 because he had a very good chance for 16 as well. Yeah, yeah. So, two iron. Congratulations. <sighs> the two iron he hit on the, on the last hole. Absolutely outstanding. Incredible judgment call as well because he had a three iron in his hands and he, he was sat over the ball and said and you could hear on the camera said to his caddy I just don't see this getting there so he went up a club to the two iron and absolutely crushed it thought he'd over hit the green and finished off 10 feet from the hole I don't think that shot surpasses Bob's second into 18 fuck me I was I like to celebrate and scared the shit you just (laughs) I went to my shit with my head off and I seen him jump 10 feet in the air especially after his tee shot because McElroy's tee shot was a great tee shot and left himself in a great position Bob Bob's t-shirt, as soon as he sliced it, you think, oh, yeah, fanny, you fucked it again. Yeah. It wasn't a perfect lie. It was was in the rough. No, but it was better than it could have been, considering he was in line with the path, so it had been trampled down to a degree, so there was a bit of luck in that. Had a slope each side as well, so you managed to get just perfectly in that middle sort of section. I thought there was a bit of luck there, but (sighs) 
luck or no luck, you still have to execute the shot. And well, this is the problem. We what were... a fairway wood that was. It was a wood, but I, was... I, I, I swear that was a five wood. Yeah, I thought, going by the commentary, they said a hybrid. But to me, the shot, the, the shape of the head told me it was a wood. Too big. Too yeah. big for a hybrid. But that shot, mate, holy shit. Luke Donald, if you ever happen to listen to us, that was a Ryder Cup shot. <laughs> okay. Like, if Rory had fucked up, he would have been third in the list for the Ryder Cup anyway. Well, that's the thing. Without that two-iron shot, things would be a lot different now. So I hope he still gets enough points to warrant being at least in the top ten. So he's top he, ten that now, he, that he, without a finish. He's yeah. required in the, the questioning now. Hopefully he has another good week this week, and then realistically, for me, that should be almost certain that he's in. Yeah. But, oh, my. yeah, I was... Bob to win the Scottish Open would have been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Question on the Scottish Open. Tell me. Now, it's been at the Renaissance now for the last four, four five years. Yeah, because it used to be at... Well, it's dotted around all over the place. Yeah, so it was it used at, to be at Lomond. It used to be, was at Murfield as well. Yeah, but it used to be at Loch Lomond almost every year. Yeah. And then it moved. It's briefly gone up to Castle Stewart or mm. Cabot Highlands as it's now called yeah I think they should get back to and I, I don't know if it's because it's maybe attached to the Rolex series as to why it's now in one place alone yeah but I think it should start moving around again personally I would like to see it like the Open yeah but I think there are so many good courses in Scotland that don't get the exposure on the TV Krill Krill's great Oof. but I don't think I don't think Krill has the capacity to bring in the crowds as Gullen. much. But you've got Gullen, courses at Gullen, you've got North Berwick, you've got Kings Barnes, you've got Dunbarney, oh, you've got Dundonald over on the west coast, you've got Royal Dornock, you know what I mean? You could go back to Castle Stewart, Loch Lomond's up and running. That's a so, bucket list for me, yeah. So there's so many courses Fuck. there that you could sort of build a mini open, Scottish yeah, yeah. open roster that I just personally, I would like to see them move it around. Yeah, I, no, don't get me wrong, the Renaissance is amazing and should stay on the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think it should chop and change. Because right, the Renaissance hosts the ladies as well, doesn't it, for the Open? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a well-used course. I mean, it's a beautiful course. Don't get me wrong, eh? But You've got Archerfield and all that around that area as well. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just thinking of more. <laughs> yeah, there's loads, isn't there? Yeah. There's loads. So there's it's so many top top quality golf courses around this country. That's... Can you imagine the Scottish Open at King's Barnes? Yeah. Because it gets to Dunhill, obviously it's part of the Dunhill. Yeah. Which, it, but you don't ever see it outside of that. No. You saw it for the Ladies Open as well. It hosted it there once. Mm. But Royal Dornock, that should certainly be in the in the consideration. I'm pretty sure a friend of ours was playing there this weekend. Yeah, Mr. Walker. Yeah, and the the meaning for the videos he put up, mate. Fuck me. I love playing it myself. I do want to play it. That of course looks like. It must be played. Yeah. Along with, I mean, let's see Lock Lomond, right? I don't understand. Is it still private? Yes. Oh, fuck. Like, cause, but that's, that is the most picturesque golf course in Scotland for me, yeah. Christ, take the Scottish Open to Ardfin, because I think that's the only place, or the only way I'm ever going to get to see that golf course in yeah. action. <laughs> Mate, there's just so much in but, Scotland. Yeah, right? I, I think, like, don't get me wrong, and I'm not trying to diss the Renaissance and, no, and what no. it's the championships that it's held over the last couple of years I just would like to see the Scottish Open move around again no I second that man yeah. and I've only said Dundonald on the west coast but there's 
so many more that should be used. Yeah. So, Presswick. Yeah, Presswick. Yeah, that's a great shout because Presswick was obviously the original local. <clears throat> yeah. Presswick should certainly be in consideration there. I'd to the legacy of the Scots Open, eh? Get mm-hmm. yourself a boat. And it's, not, it's for the funds and, as well. And it's a big event now because yeah. obviously it's the week before Rolex. the Open. Yeah. It's attached to the Rolex series so there's a bit more money so it does bring in the bigger names. Yeah. So I think, yeah, take them around the country yeah. and then televise because you're going to have bigger names there. It's going to have more viewership on it. The event that's over in the PGA this week, the Bar- Barbasol. Barbasol. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Good that's man. it. End, end, end of. So there was more eyes on this event yeah. than elsewhere. And there's no live event attached on the other side of it. So it's the greatest opportunity Stands to promote. Out myself, now, huh? Scotland doesn't need any more promotion in golf than it already has. <laughs> yeah. But there are so many other golf courses around this world that should get some form of TV coverage that they don't get. It doesn't matter what direction you go in Scotland. You're going to find top class elite golf courses that can be accessed by like, likes of us. But... They're at the level where the pros can go and compete week in, week out. No, I mean, I totally, I second that big time. I'm just pitching in my head now. Like, Rolex Series Scottish Open takes place at Muirfield. It's been there. Any one of those names that we've listed. Yeah. I think you'd have to keep Muirfield off it because it's on the open rotor. Yes. Yeah. So that takes out St Andrews, Muirfield, Carnoustie, Troon. Gullen's a must. Gullen's a must. Fuck. It's not on the open roster, so that you could technically go to Turnbury. Now, that would but be controversial because of the name yeah, attached to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of that wanker's name that's five starts at the... Yeah. Don't want to go back. But that's the RNA's issue. Yeah. And I, I second them. I, I I don't like the guy, so I agree yeah. with them. No, I totally agree. But Turnbury could be something that <sighs> the Scottish Open could entertain. Royal Aberdeen. Royal Aberdeen. Fucking hell, man. You know what I mean? So there's so many golf courses that we could shed light on in terms of the TV. Cruden Bay. Cruden Bay is the Holy one. shit. <laughs> so there's just so many. Oh, mate. So. Let's get a better reaction on this if we can. Um, yeah. We'd love to hear what people think. But south of the border. Should it stay where it is? Yeah. Does it make it better? Or should it move around? Yeah. I'll put a post up. Um probably Thursday, Friday, just to get a better reaction on this, because I want to hear your opinion on this, guys. Eh? Like, we've, we obviously, we're, we're, we live in Scotland, so we're going to back Scotland all the time, but like, people like south of the border, enemy from America, like, sort of, Spain, whatever, if you've played Scotland, what stands out for you? And do you agree with what Tom says as well? Especially the fact that there should be a rotating sort of venue yeah. for the Scottish Open. Oh, I love that, mate, brilliant. Spot on. Anyway, back to... The big uh, one. Yeah. Or you want to talk about the Scottish a bit more? Well, basically, we mentioned Bob. Like, we're glad that he didn't win. Rory takes the win. One thing I noticed, the guy who was in contention <laughs> most of the time of day, yeah, um, good old Tyrrell Hatton. Now, we're big fans of Tyrrell. He's a bit marmite, isn't he? But I, I like him. Like, yeah, I'm like so you. I, we both like him. We like the way he plays. But nobody's like... Everybody... Who knows golf knows that Tyrrell's got a temper. <sighs> My temper's been nice. <laughs> My view after today, being Sunday, obviously day four of the Scottish, his temperament is, in my opinion, what's going to stop him being a major champion. Now, we touched on it before we started recording, just me and you. 
So my counter-argument to that is, my yeah. opinion is, without that side, he wouldn't win. I mean, he wouldn't win a competition. I think he needs that edge. I think it keeps him focused, believe it or not. Because today, for me, was... Even from what I heard from the end of Saturday, he didn't finish well. He had a three-putt on 18. I believe there's a story I, d I can't confirm because I don't know the full ins and outs of it, that there was a middle finger gestured somewhere, whether it was to the entire crowd or just Tyrrell being Tyrrell and dropping a F-bomb like he likes to and has done previously. He didn't get a great reaction from the fans, I'm led to believe. But he comes out the next day and he shoots three under in five holes. <laughs> so I think it settles, not settles him, but I think it it makes him focused. It's just how he exerts his passion for the game and how he wants to win. Again, even in round four, I can't remember the hole off the top of my head. I think it was 11. He had a, a bit of a mare on it, by his standards. And then he goes and birdies 12 and 13. So, he does have the red mist descend quite often, yeah. very quickly, but he seems to have a very strong ability to switch it off and regain focus. I'll give him that. Almost immediately. I will give him that. Yeah. So, I think without it, he wouldn't have won the big events that he has won. I don't think he'd be the player that he is. It's not like, again, we spoke about it. It's not like John Ram that when John Ram properly blows his head, yeah, he's gone. Nothing brings him back to the golf course. No. <clears throat> Whereas John Ram is the progression in John Ram is he's learned how to get angry at situations, but then get himself back, not blow the top. Yeah. Tyrrell looks like he blows the top. They just and then just comes straight back. Composure, bang. Yeah. So when you talk about the, obviously the reaction he had with the middle finger, myself I didn't see either. But day day four, there was a lot of like when he messed up or made a mistake, it'd be a swing of the golf club like wildly. The putter got through about a little bit, and I can't remember if it was seventeen or eighteen, but he missed his putt, finished off, and then he turned around and immediately started pointing at somebody with an aggressive look on his face and pointing. And we don't know what was said. But he looked very angry anyway, basically, and I thought... could just be a backlash of the Saturday yeah. closing event. It's hard to gauge his blow-ups on today's round because there were a fair few of them from yeah. a lot of players because of how tough the conditions were. Well, one was crazy. I'm sure, I'm sure I heard McElroy at one point when he was on one of the greens hit a putt and it came up short, shouting fuck. Well, Bob said fuck as well in 17. Yeah, or so, 18, sorry. Like, yeah. It's, it yeah. was so tough out there. These guys are human. That is, when you're playing 18 holes in that wind, yeah. it is brutal. Yeah, I just I just worry for Tyrrell. I mean, I, I do agree. He's got that good thing about him where at times he can just rein it in and like put an end to it, move on. But when you see him getting that angry all the time, I mean, he's either a psychopath where the fact that he can just switch and be the angriest man in the world, and then a millisecond later... He's laughing and joking, yeah. having a great time making And he's birdies. mocking and pots of birdies and all the rest of it, but yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we know for a fact he's a certain for the Ryder Cup team. Having him on your team, is it going to be a positive, do you think, or a negative? Now, obviously, he's been there before. 
I would say case in point is a positive. I'm jumping the gun here and jumping in on you, sorry. No, you're fine. Purely based on what you said when we were talking off mic when you said they spoke to Xander Shoffley yeah. and said, what was it like to play with Tyrrell today? It's and fine. he said it was fine. It's fine. I think that means, regardless, he can have the blow up at himself, yeah. but he probably doesn't exert it out the way. You know what I mean? He doesn't then impact on his playing partners. Yeah. So I think you could pair him with almost anybody. Anybody. Yeah. Apart from maybe Ram, because if the two of them blow up together, oh. that would just be fucking World War Three. Fucking chunks of the green man. <laughs> no, I don't see him be a problem myself personally. But I think he's going to be a vital, vital player for us. I think it'll be a big player. Yeah. Yeah. In September. I mean, I mean, we mentioned him most weeks because he's one number one. But again, Scotty Scheffler finds himself finishing inside the top 15. See when... Another week. See when I looked at the leaderboard at the start of the day? Yeah. You'd think, what was he, three shots behind? Yeah, yeah. That's not out with his... It's not out with his ability. As soon as the wind got up, or the, the obviously the reports that yeah. Saturday, and they changed the tee times, brought it forward, made it start on the 10th and on the 9th, going out in three balls. It was like... Scottish Sheffield's not winning this because there'll be too many putts inside six feet that the wind will fuck him. Yeah. It was like guaranteed. But again, Tita but Green. But he was still there. 100%. Still, yeah, but again, that's the problem. Tita Green, he's the best golfer yeah. on the planet right now. Yeah. He is. There's just no touching him. Yeah. Just stick a flat stick in his hands. Yeah. Maybe he should just take the driver on the greens. It's not a bad shot. Or a wedge or, or a seven iron or whatever. <laughs> but he just, the putter is just not consistent enough for him. Well, it's just nice to see him. He's, he's up there all the time, mate. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. just always he's just, there, eh? Absolutely. He's not finished in an event outside the top 12 in what? 18 months? For four rounds of competitive golf, Tita Green, he puts on a clinic. Oh, fuck, mate. And even some of the drives that he hit in the winds today in the directions, and they were more or less always on the fairway. Yeah. Just absolute clinic. Like us. But. Just doesn't have the putter. Yeah. That is what it is, mate. But again, another very entertaining Scottish Open hosted by Genesis down at the Renaissance. I'm going to catch up with the highlights tonight. But from what I've seen today, I mean, inside knowledge, we were meant to start recording this this afternoon at a certain time. I think we had a few really messages saying, right, another half an hour. We'll just wait. I will wait. Yeah, we wanted to see, because obviously <laughs> Bob was right in contention. Because yeah. like, the, the original plan was try and do this mid-afternoon yeah probably just before it was coming to a conclusion just couldn't step away from it and Bob hit his second shot on the par oh, 5 10th and it bounced like I don't think he expected or played for the bounce but he got one hell of a fortunate bounce and it ended up being 6 feet and he's making eagle and then I was like yeah he's one behind Let's see it this time. <laughs> let's let's see what happens here. Let's just monitor it. We'll get the fourteen and take a fucking decision from there. Yeah, but yeah, amazing. Love them. Yeah. But the big one is upon us, my friend. Um, by the time this goes out, we will be a day from the one hundred fifty first Open Championship at Royal Liverpool Hoylake. Motherfucker, the best major, in my opinion, of the year. The last major of the year, sadly. We are, oh mate, I cannot wait, I cannot fucking wait, I reckon I'm going to 
I'll lose a lot of concentration this week at work. I'm not going to lie, yeah. <laughs> it was the same when the Masters back in April. It was going to be the same this week. The Open's my favourite event. I have the worst shifts. You do week. have the worst shifts. <laughs> uh, Are you box shift all week? I'm off Wednesday, Thursday. So I'll get to see some of it on Thursday, obviously. Yeah. Unfortunately, my son will not be getting to watch Blippy and Bluey and everything else on the TV. <laughs> uh, but Friday, Saturday, I am on, I think, one in the morning finishes. Oh, fucking hell. So it's going to be fucking... I'm off Sunday, thankfully. Yeah. So I'll get to see it on Sunday. But yeah, it's not the best for me. Because, like yourself, I do... Always look forward to the open. So I just can't wait. Yeah. I just can't wait. I mean, the build up this year's been good. I mean, obviously our champions so far this year. We've got obviously, Mister John Ram, John Ram's Masters champion. Yep. Brooks Koepka is PGA champion. Wyndham Clark, out of nowhere, won the US Open, and the Open will produce. Yeah, let's clarify that right now. We've done it before, but we'll do it again. And it always gets... It's usually those outside of the Isles of Britain that get this wrong. It's called The Open, Yeah, people. It's not the British Open. There's no alliteration for it's it. It's The Open. Yeah. We will understand when the British Masters is in town, because it is the British Masters, but... Because there is only The Masters, correct, not the US Masters. But this is The Open, right? For you. This year, our picks for the Open now might come as a surprise. Who Tom's bit, pick was? I'm a bit worried about mine. Mate, I was about to come on to that. I am worried about your pick. Where is he? So obviously, John he hasn't Ram, played golf in four or five weeks. Yep, I know. I don't know what to expect, mate. And he kind of did this at the U.S. Open. Went a little bit like took a three-week break or a two-week break, and then didn't have the best U.S. Open. The boys played a lot of golf at the start of the year. We get that. But I've not seen or heard from John Ram in weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, you picked him. I picked Rory. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure we both picked John and Rory for the band, basically. I'm not content with my pick, but we'll come on to that in a bit. But yeah, John Ram. I'm not holding up much hope for him even making the cut, mate. That's harsh. Sorry. Oh, I think he'll make the cut. I think that will he? I think he's too good to not make the cut. But How do you know? Where's he been the last fucking 10 hopefully years? Hopefully practising. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I was. it suddenly dawned on me <laughs> literally about an hour before we came in. And yeah. We're going to be talking about the Open and our picks. And I went, yeah, rap. Shit, where the fuck's he been? So, I'm... Uh, Tentatively confident that yeah. Ram will win the Open. He's not winning that, can that? But I mean, I was probably about half there about making the cup. You make the cup, of course, it was John Ram. It's always difficult to win two weeks in a row, though, eh? On your side, yes. That's why I'm not content with my pick. <laughs> um, I was well, kind of like, shout out to one of our boys, Jamie Anderson. He, in the fantasy uh, golf picks, didn't pick Rory McIlroy this week because he wanted to pick him in for next week. <laughs> Because obviously he's only got one more pick of him. Yeah. So he's like, nah, I'm not going to do it. I'll do it for the Open. He goes and wins this week. <laughs> and he put in the group chat that I've got with him, myself, and a couple of other boys. He's like, I hope this doesn't age well. <laughs> so literally after it finished the day, I went, 
how's this aging, mate? <laughs> he, he could do it two weeks in a row. No one does it two weeks <laughs> in a row, man. It's not going to happen. Um, no, I, I, if last thing you want a major, being the opener, you want it at Hoylake. It would be the fairy tale sort of end to the drought. But I genuinely think the 151st Open Champion is going to be Ricky Fowler. Well, I had him, I'm sure, for the US uh, for the Open as my top 10. Yes, you did. Or top 5 pick, or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't I be... Stupidly. I wouldn't be disheartened by that. Um, I'd be very fucking happy to finally see him win a major. Yeah. Well, the last time he... Got he didn't have the best Scottish Open. Usually he has a good yeah. Scottish Open. So hopefully that means he's he's picked up a little bits and pieces, learned his stuff for this week, and maybe worked on something that wasn't working and it's enough for next week. Because like, that American trio that they've got, JT, uh, John Sweet and Ricky, they didn't play well at all. Must Jordan be missed the cut. JT yeah. and Ricky made the cut, but didn't... Just didn't, didn't, didn't do anything. Yeah. No. But yeah, <clears throat> I just... Like, obviously he was in contention with Rory McIlroy the year he won. He... Obviously, lost out to Rory that day. So it'd be nice to see him win his first. It's, it's like. a golf course that doesn't require driver, though. No. Tiger Woods, the year he won it, was a two-iron specialist. Yeah. He hit, I think he hit driver once all week, and it was the worst tee shot he hit yeah. of yeah. the week. So... Because what I've been told is basically Hoylake. Might be is, different this time round, because I don't think there's been as much sun to burn the course out. No, I've had a fair bit of rain. And obviously it has had a change around. They've got their new 17th par 3 that they've... Oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've done some things there. Upside down saucepan to the max. And how, how long is it? It is 100 and... It's only 130 yards, something like that. Which goes to show you don't need all these 230, 240 plus par 3s. If you have a well-designed green and well-designed bunkers surrounding that green, you can make a par 3 short and terrifying. Which that one is. <laughs> it looks terrifying, man. The flyover footage that we've seen, it just looks like... It looks like it could rival the postage stamp. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's one of them, isn't it? It's, yeah. um, like, it's going to be a, a case of whoever's in contention last, sort of coming down the stretch, it's, get that 17th. It could be the 12th at the Masters. It could make yeah. your round and break your round. Yeah, yeah. It, well, in fact, it might not make your round, but it certainly could destroy your round. It's, it's, lovely, it's, one, mate, of, like, it's one of those holes you think, just let me have a par and walk away. Yeah, I mean, you've got the postage stamp, obviously. You've got fucking the 12th of Augusta. Yeah. You've got the players, 17th par 3. Yeah. It's like iconic wee par 3s, man. They'll fuck with your head for the rest of your life. And this yeah. one, like, I mean, the guy who designed it was in cahoots, basically, with the RNA about it. And um, basically, they've named the little, little I, which... Obviously, there's an honour of the small island in the D estuary that can be seen in distance behind the green. Mm-hmm. But the madman behind this design, Martin Ebert, worked with the club and the RNA on the creation of the new hall and has said, the club and the RNA came to us and said, look, we're thinking of this new hall, thinking of this new way to <laughs> flip the par three sort of thing. We want to create some drama right at the end of the open, you horrible bastards. Nah, it's, that's that's what you want. That's yeah, brilliant. but from the player's perspective, like fuck you, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's basically like a case of like coming to the penultimate hole, four shot lead. Someone's in a great position from there, and the nerves will kick in. Oh, that's got double bogey written all yeah, over it. It does because there's no. 
oh, mate, the undulations alone. Like, the bunker protection, like you said, mate, it just looks absolutely insane. Eh? Oh, yeah, the, like, the foreshadowing, things like this, you said, you, you said it there, it could be a four-shot lead. Yeah. But that's got double bogey written all over it, and then the the person who's obviously four shots behind birdies it. Yeah. So there's a three-shot swing <laughs> right away. Fucking hell, man. It's just... It's what <sighs> golf courses should have. Yeah. And in my opinion, it doesn't happen on every golf course. But for me, the 17th should always be a par three. And it should always be a challenging par three. It doesn't have to be long. Yeah. It should be a challenging par three. Now, the pros seem to think, like, in their opinion, that the shorter the par three, the harder it is. These long par threes, like, are again, a problem ones, for us. The ones we mentioned. Yeah. You've, you could even throw the 15th at King's Barnes in there. Because, I don't know if you've you've ever been around King's Barnes, but I've the 15th, walked, the 15th is its yeah. obviously signature... Uh, par three so you've got the tee shot that's covered by tree line on the left out to a green that's sort of half covered by the coast that until the ball gets up above the tree line unless you've taken an awful long time to look at the flag you don't know what the wind's going to do to it yeah so it can play havoc with the ball because the wind just catches it right in the last 70 yards before it hits the green but it, again it's not a long hole it's 160 five tops I think if if you play from the, the what would be classed as the traditional tees yeah these holes are great I'll give you an example for, for me playing like small par threes man Monty Faith the Arsley course has got a par three third hole it's the range is between either 90 or 100 yards that hole plays fucking havoc with you right at the start of your round because for me it would normally be 52 get it nice up and high it's obviously an elevated green as well but I've seen myself air mail the green many times I thought okay I'll go 56 and I'm short it's just it's fucking insane man the way a short path you can mess with your mind then this one is yeah I'm it, looks, it looks like it's got all the billing to be a proper yeah. drama show for, like I say for me par threes should be anywhere between one 130 to 180 hmm. that's that's the most you need on it it's what you do around the green yeah that signifies the par that's 3 it. you've got three shots to make it work you know what I mean it's just yeah no, I totally agree mate um, before we go into obviously the setup and that of the course Sergio did not make it yeah my boy missed out in qualifying yeah he was what three shots off yeah. of making it it was nice to see him taking part but there was a lot out there it was I think this is probably the hardest year for amateur amateurs yeah. to qualify. Now, there are some amateurs, and one, I think one of them was quite high up there in terms of qualifying in, in the list that made it. But there were so many golfers, majority of them from Liv, that weren't didn't have the uh, access to the Open, yeah. that were in it to try and qualify, and a lot of them did. Yeah. So you had Laurie Cantor, Brendan Grace, off the top of my head, were all at it. But one of the good ones to qualify from it, in, to make sure that we have two brothers yeah. into the Open this week, because obviously Nikolai Hoygaard managed to get his qualification to the Open from finishing in the third highest place this week at the Open. Uh, sorry, the Scottish Open. So the other brother set is the Fitzpatrick's. Yeah, it's nice to see him. I mean, yeah, Matty's younger brother managed yeah. to qualify. Alex. Do you see his bunker? Yes. 
Yeah. He chipped in on the... No, I didn't realise how good he was. I did not realise how good a player he was. I mean, we've seen him in full swing and on the Fitz's episode. I, didn't, I had no idea he was that he good. He played with Matt in one of the pair events, didn't he, this this year on the PGA Tour? Yeah, he was did. It the Zurich thing? Yes, it? yeah. I don't know how they fed. But he's played Dunn Hill as well. Yeah. I had no idea, mate. I mean, obviously, Matt, he being the professional US Open winner, he's going to get the limelight, obviously. But I was like, holy shit, man. And you see them, obviously, playing together. I'll this be in, week. I'm interested to see how yeah. Alex gets on. I'll certainly be keeping an eye out for him. That's, it, man. That's what makes the open the open, eh? It's just so good, man. So good. Definitely. Yeah, hard line to say, Joe. I mean, he was playing, obviously, at West Lanks, was he? He was qualifying. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously, they managed to get a good crowd <laughs> following down there. Obviously, it was free to go around in Rome. People could just turn up and watch. I mean, that was good. It was the same at... Um, fucking... In Scotland. Where? Um, Dundonald. Aye. People were turning up there as well and watching, and uh, they would have seen the the hero from the... Well, say hero. His buzz has gone down a wee bit, I suppose, in a minute. Mr. Michael Block, he was qualifying at Dundonald. Yeah. I think the buzz has gone for the man, is it? <laughs> he did not make it through the qualifying for the Open. No, Listen, but again, fresh out from 15 minutes of fame, man. That, yeah, ride that wave. Fucking right, man. 15 minutes of fame. It we'll, was see, good. we'll see him again next year at the PJs. That's it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see him again. And so, till then, mate, keep your head down. <laughs> go, go on, mate. Cheers for the memories. Yeah, so, Hoylake, um, now, I've read and heard that basically it's a very, very flat course. I haven't seen it myself, so I don't want to give too much of a comment, but basically, I mean, there's a, a quote that I heard that basically, if you stand on the first tee, you can see every flag. It's not fucking flat. I, I, I Exaggeration, maybe, I don't know, but... Yeah, so Royal Liverpool was the 13th time that the club has staged the event, which surprised me to be fair, eh? but it was first held there in 1897, won by a Harold Hilton, and obviously the most recent winner, a Hoy Lake, Mr. McElroy, in 2014. Um, yeah, the tight fairways, the coastal winds will be an issue, I mean, the weather up here in Scotland this week's been fucking terrible, I've... The looks of it's exactly the same down there at the minute. But you know, on this island, anywhere near the coast, <sighs> it's always going to have the wind. Yeah. It's just whether or not they've had the enough of the sun uh, with the rain to get the rough up as high as they would like to. Yeah. Some. From what I've seen, content-wise, the rough isn't up as much as they thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's got it's got the um, the unfortunate environmental factor that LA had when it came to the. US Open that they couldn't get the rough where they wanted it to be. Yeah. So. But again, the the narrowness of the fairways, and obviously we talked about you talked about mainly there, the bunker protection of the greens, mate. I like you said it yourself. I agree with you, mate. I don't see a lot of drivers getting used. No, but again, I think that just that's that's history. Yeah. In terms of the fact that it's not been required no I mean you think of Hoy Lake you think of Tiger two iron straight away I don't so. think it'll maybe be as low as a two iron I think they might have to hit a lot more three woods just because <coughs> again I don't think they've had enough of the the sun to, to bake the course out it's not going to be a golden yeah there's a lot of spin with that yeah one, it's not going to so. be a golden brown fairway colours yeah. so I still think they'll need to hit three woods but I don't foresee them needing to bomb drivers it makes it more interesting, doesn't it? I mean, Again, that, that could be a complete contradiction. If the rough's not that high, it might not be as penal, so they might just go hell for leather. 
<coughs> Fuck, I'm really especially after this week. I mean, what was his dive? Clock that? Uh, <laughs> the one on, was it seven? Yeah. 427 yards. It's disgusting, that. But they did a comparison, because seven and eight run parallel in opposite directions to yeah. each other. So they were saying for that day up until that point, once Rory got past it. So that was the entire field. The average drive going down seven was 378-ish yards, whereas eight coming back into the wind was 255. <laughs> so that, that like, yeah. don't get me wrong, Rory still would have been probably 70 yards yeah. further than the rest of the field because he is just an absolute mammoth off the tee. But that shows the 427 was hefty wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assisted. But yeah, it always looks nice. It was just common afterwards. I've caught it properly. You cheeky bastard. <laughs> Honestly, you cheeky bastard, man. <laughs> but yeah. I, that... I say that with a putter every time I miss a shot. <laughs> I've just missed it. But yeah, interesting, man. So that was obviously Renaissance. I'm looking forward to seeing who gets on. He does pull the driver out at Hoylake. We'll see what happens. But yeah, um, cool setup. Now, obviously, the RNA adjusted the layout in 2006 so that it began at the 17th. Which is basically is a so that be then a par four. four. Yeah. So the end on the sixteenth par five, sixteenth basically. So yeah, the par three is technically the fifteenth that they've changed. Yeah, because the, the first hole for the members would be the third yeah. for the open setup. Now this mm-hmm. is the, basically the comedy of grandstand. Like and what a grandstand it is! Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Does it start about one hundred and twenty yards from the hole? Yeah. And wraps yeah. all the way around it. It's some finish. Yeah, it's, I mean, the RNA, man, they just, when it comes to the Open, they just do not fuck about. They know what the fans want, they know what the players want. Which, it's interesting, eh? Depending on the wind direction as well, you could see some boys with the second shots hitting three woods aiming at the fans in the start of the stands and <laughs> yeah, then moving, come it, moving it away <laughs> from it. So stand at that end, uh, yeah. sit at that end at your own peril oh, if, if you're lucky enough to be going this week. Yeah. This week, as expected, strong field. For the final major of the year, and again, like last year at St Andrews, we welcome back the Love players. 12 off. Um, so, defending the champion, obviously, Calvin Smith. PGA champion, Brooks Kepka. DJ's confirmed Phil Mickelson's going to be there. Um, Patrick Reed, he'll be there as well. There's a lot of guys who, I mean, there was 12 coming this time. It was 18 at the PGA and the Masters, wasn't it? From Liv? Yeah. Yeah, I just so, don't think they were high enough in the rankings. It must be what I was yeah, yeah, that's why there were so many went to qualifying. Yes, that's right, mate. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, <clears throat> looking forward to that man massively, and yeah, my favorite, my favorite major golf event. Yeah, so we'll move on to the odds. Now my phone's taking a bit of time, so. Two seconds. I'll see if I can get mine up then. I mean, our favourites is going to be obviously Scotty, Rory, Rory Ram. Probably one, two, three in the world, so it's too easy to say that. That's it, yeah. I mean, obviously, you. Kepka will probably be in amongst that. Yeah. Cam Smith might not be far behind because he won two weeks ago and he's the defending champion as well, champion. yeah. So that's just spitballing. But yeah, looking at the odds, so. Favour, of course, like we said there, Mark Roy, 13 to 2, Scotty 8 to 1, John Ram at 12 to 1. Not far behind, Carl Smith being defending champion 16 to 1. 
I've got about 14 to 1 on Sky. Are you Sky? I'm yeah. on Bet365, mate, so I'll probably a difference there. Eh? Hovland at 16s. You've got me 18. Brooke Kepka at 18s. 20. That's mad, isn't it? Xander hmm. Shoffley. Tommy Fleetwood at 18s. 22. Now, he's trending in a very nice direction. How many pods did he get today at the squash? That was it. I kept watching him going, and like he was at the time. I think the leader was still only at thirteen, and he was at eleven. And I'm thinking, he's just gonna he's gonna drop a couple of birdies on the back nine and just start this. And it just never came. And he then he, dropped, the he, first dropped, nine. he bogeyed thirteen, and then yeah. he finally birdied sixteen, and then he just got back to a level. Part. Oh, well, fact, no, he fucked up eighteen, didn't he? Yes. But anyway. Yeah. So, so your pick, obviously. 12 to 1 for me on Beat365. What's he for you, John Rum? 12s. 12s as well. So Ricky Fowler's 20 to 1 for I've got, me. I've got him at 20s as well, as yeah. well as Tyrrell Hatton. Tyrrell Hatton's at 25 to 1 on this art, man. What the, way, the, the fuck? The way he played this week, Tyrrell is a. Tyrrell's a shout, by the way. Yeah. I know you said that obviously his anger may not get him a major. Tyrrell's a shout at the moment in his form. Fitzpatrick at 30 to 1. Morikawa at 28. Yeah, I've got my 28 as well. Jordan, Fancy 35. Jordan, Jordan Spieth, 25. I don't get that one. No. Justin Thomas, 45 to 1. That's, a, that's quite market, to be fair. He's not the best of years for him. Uh, Bob McIntyre, 50 to 1. I've got Bob. Holy shit, I, still, I can't find him. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <coughs> Just following around until I find him. Tell you who my outsider would be, as an each way. Yeah. Minwoo Lee. Ooh. He's a. Uh, he won the Scottish Open, didn't he? Yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a linksy golfer. Yes, he is. And he's playing well. He fucking strikes the ball, mate. He was out playing after one of his rounds with the kids. You see that? I don't like this guy. <laughs> oh God! I'd, don't say I'd, it. I'd be willing to put on. An each way bet on him for top eight places that you get in uh, Sky Bet. Padre Harrington. He's been playing well. Yes. Yeah. What did he finish? Seven or eight under this week? Yeah. <coughs> I've got I hate myself for saying that. Yeah, I'm not, fa- I'm not a Harrington fan. I've seen your face move. I've got him here 90 to 1. Who's that? For old Paddy. Bob Martin there, 70 to 1. I'm putting money on that. 100%. Oh, that's, that's an each way bet. Yeah. He, he usually finishes well in the OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, so looking at that, Hoygaard, Rasmus, 140 to 1. Oh, yeah, fucker. Rasmus Hoygaard, you mean? Yeah. You said Hoygaard, Rasmus, didn't you? Yeah, I, 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 I said Hoygaard, as in Rasmus. Oh, right, sorry. sorry didn't hit that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hoygaard, Rasmus, how are we doing, son? Like, I'm the one with dyslexia that puts <laughs> names in the wrong places and letters all over the show. So Bob's a pick, definitely 70 to 1. I'm taking that. I might join you with Padraig, Harlington. I've got my 90 to 1, though, so each way might be a fucking shout. Minwoo Lee, 55 to 1. He's 45 on Sky. See, I'm going to lose a lot. Of, I'm going to spend a lot of money this week and I'm going to get shit with that because it's the open and I've got an issue with Garbutt. No, I don't know what I'm joking. That's, that's something <laughs> to joke about. Take that away. <sighs> Dustin Johnson, man. Nah, no feel on him. Tells a shout. Definitely. Fleetwood because where he grew up, basically. Not far from Southport. He must be a shout. Ricky Fowler is who I think is going to fucking win. John Rams, not. 
getting picked. But if I don't do that, then he'll probably fucking win. So, yeah. <laughs> and again, That's always the way, isn't it? Yeah, Rory. You've got to put money on Rory. You don't have to. Shane Lowry, 28-1. Nope. Didn't play well enough this week. No, he's up. He got himself into contention and then in the wind where he's traditionally seen as a strong win player. Yeah. He even said it himself to, I think it was, Radar was speaking to him, said he was playing everything opposite of what he should have been playing. So, unless he gets that sorted out, don't get me wrong, he's also a previous Open winner, so he knows how to, to win it. Where does he want again? He won it in Ireland. Yeah, but I'm saying where though? Portlash, hasn't it? So it's going back to Portlash, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was It was so well received and well held at Royal Portrush, Royal Portrush sorry, that they couldn't not yeah. say that it was going to be back on the rotor. I'm looking forward to seeing Dale again. Obviously, George Spieth won there, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, had that uh, wonderful shot from the, the camera, <laughs> the camera area. Yeah, it was mental, man. There's still a tiny bit of controversy <coughs> surrounding that show. Yes, there, there is. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll let him away with it. Mate, I think that's us. Yeah. Um, it's good to be back. Good to get an episode out. Um, obviously, well, hopefully, um, get a response to what Tom was talking about. His question, obviously, should the, the Scottish Open be yeah. rotated in venue? And, uh, yeah, please let us know because that's quite a and I've got my opinion and Tom does as well so I'd like to hear from you guys just I'll put a post up on Thursday or Friday like I said just with the question just let us know what you think suggestions of where it could go we mentioned a few obviously when we talked about it earlier on but let us know what you think just a quick shout out before we do close this out on you go sir yeah just a wee shout out to English player uh uh friend at the of my golf club is his caddy Nathan Kimsey who's out in the states at the moment playing he's two shots off off the lead so for Barbasol at Barbasol yeah fuck so Nathan Kimsey so I wish him all the best hopefully he can get a win there so I it's uh, Guardian Toth aye Al- Alan Toth yeah he's uh, back on the bag for him at the moment so that'd be good to see them get a, another win for the two of them but yeah, just thought I'd say we shout out there for him. Oh, just a bit local. Yeah, nice, nice. But yeah, um, we'll be back next week with the Open review. review. Yeah. yeah, looking forward to that. It's going to be a mad week, man. Um, and then it might be a little bit sparse again until Ryder Cup. Yeah, it could be. I mean, we've discussed that, obviously. Probably Wentworth in between that will be yeah. the next big one. Yeah, I mean, we've done, I think in total, between the part ones and the part twos, we've done maybe 24 episodes when this goes out. And for guys that haven't done podcasting before, I've got no training and broadcasting anything like that at all. We took a chance, we've enjoyed doing it, but <clears throat> the problem we've done is we've picked up to do a podcast about golf. Basically, this year we've been lucky. Like. Yeah, it's just, like you say, it's it's two amateurs talking about golf from the amateur's perspective. Yeah. yeah. We don't have big social media accounts that have connections to sources with inside the tours what well, I will say though is let's get the follow list up hey, come on the fuck guys let's say I get follow on the page on Instagram thank yeah, you very yeah. much it's just <laughs> so we're just doing it for fun really yeah. so it's it's good but we are going to be taking a wee step back from doing a week in week out because basically there's not a lot I mean, if something big happens we'll obviously comment on it we'll come on and do an episode but we've got we're set sort of 
track now for the rest of the year. It's a bit difficult as well because we were <sighs> trying to plan on as much as we were going to be talking about the tours and the game in in the grander scheme of things from our point of view. A lot of what we had got planned for the podcast was a lot of course reviews and games that we would play and stuff like this. And due to someone's fucking chocolate back, we kind of get out and golf. So it's no help, but at the same time, it's hard. There, I mean, so it's something that we can maybe hopefully build on. Yeah, next year. That's it. I mean, we're both talking about next year so far, which is like where we're at. So we enjoy it. We we talk about golf non-stop, but again, we need to have that time where we don't. Like, put all our time into, oh, let's get an episode done, and all the rest of it. I mean, life comes ahead of heaven, you know yeah. what I mean, so. Yeah, because we can't, because we've got outside commitments that obviously have to come first. We don't have the time to commit as yeah. much time to this with the build-up and the, yeah. all the research and shit that needs to go into it. I mean, so. we peek behind the curtain, basically. I told Tom that we're putting the notes we're going to do a quiz. This episode, <laughs> yeah, as you can tell, it's not been done because today's been a fucking right off for me. I forgot about it. So yeah, we will come back to you next week. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We're glad to be back. Um, we'll be back with you next week, like I said, for the open review. Enjoy this week, guys. If you're going there, let us know. Let us know how it was as well. Especially, we want to know what's like a Hoy Lake. Hopefully, one day we'll get there. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, thank you very much, Tom. I know you're very unwell, mate. I do appreciate you coming out. But yeah, let's uh, wrap it from there, mate. As always, it's a pleasure, and we will see you next week. Cheerio, bye.